Rick Meyer. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm thankful that I can stop building the ark. It looks like it stopped raining. Yes, and that will try your patience. Ark building is definitely trying my patience. Yes. Yes. So how is uh, the topic, obviously, as a leader, owner, patience is um, so difficult and so important. And one of the interesting parts to the definition that we had for patience was that it obviously had it didn't have to do with sitting still and being idle. It had to do with um, continuing towards whatever your objective is and just not getting angry, trying not to get angry or frustrated in the process. So how's that? What are your thoughts around patience uh, from your leadership perspective? I, I consider the, the idea that if you're sitting in a room um, with a leader of your company, you'd much rather them be patient than impatient. You'd rather much rather them be, to be slow to speak mm. and quick to listen, slow to become angry, and, and quick to seek to understand. So, um, you know, I think just from a natural order of things, it, it, it's pretty clear that that's a good thing. Uh, for me personally, I've I have a hard time with patience. And so I've, I've been trying to, over the years, grow into that. I usually, if I see something that needs to be done, then I want it to be done, and I want it to be done now. Uh, especially if it's a problem that I see that I, that I think needs to be remedied. Uh, and so I've, I've, I've definitely struggled with patience and have had that push up against that idea several times and, and be forced to sit and wait. So, yeah, um, which is, but I, and I do like that idea of it's, it's not, and I don't think any leader would be lazily sitting around and just saying, well, I'm, you know, being patient. Um, but yeah, so clearly it's, it's important that you're moving towards a goal. It's just a matter of being focused and patient on that goal being executed and and you you find it situational. It's not always like. I mean, there's times where. There's times where. There's times where you should be more patient than others. I guess. I would like, say yes, for sure. Overall, it's not a black and white. Uh, every situation. Um you have to assess the situation and what that situation needs. So what's a, can you think of a specific example of um, how you have grown in your patience? Well, I, I, I feel like I've been kind of forced to grow in my patience. Being in a, a family company, second generation, I feel like I've always been used viewed as the young, spry, impatient one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can relate, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so as I see things that I think need to happen, you know, in my tenure, say, five years ago, my brothers was only five, six years of being there, and I'm like, this has to happen, and it's got to happen now. Something's got to change. 
Yeah. From my uncle Jerry, who's been there 30 years, he's like, you gotta, you gotta be patient. Things don't happen overnight. People don't change overnight. So what does it look like to slowly, persistently influence and lead people down a path and uh, patiently wait for that change to happen? Mm -hmm. At this season in your life, do you think your coworkers would say that you're patient? You display patience? I would, in the con- on the, in the context of being in the office and the flurry of activity, I would say yes. They would, they have described me as being patient. And so is that? Like, yeah, I feel like so, I've grown in that area for sure. Yeah. So it's not surprising. That wouldn't be surprising for you to hear them say that you're patient. No. In regards, yeah, in regards to kind of that office, you know constant interruption hey I need this I need that so I think my overall demeanor is patient and it's it's funny because I've really you know I would say the younger version of myself sitting at my computer standing at my computer working focused and again I come from a, a large boisterous family and so there's no there's just a lot of noise. There's a lot of interruption. There's not a lot of, hey, excuse me, may I talk to you about this or that? A quiet, kind manner. It's more of a, somebody walks in the room and they announce themselves and your train of thought is suddenly derailed. So, Mm -hmm. uh, five years ago, I would, I would, four years ago, it it just, it would frustrate me to no end and, and I would, I can't get anything done, and I, I feel like I'd be rude to whoever was interrupting me. And hey, don't you realize this is I'm, I'm working on important stuff here, and mm-hmm. every time you come in and do this or say that, then you're derailing me. Um, which was true, but not kind. Yeah. So, can you can you think, Rick? Of can you think of some professionals, uh, some people, whether they're at your company or. or in another organization that like they're older human beings, but they really, there's not a whole lot of evidence that they've learned how to be more patient. Can you, can you think of a couple of people like that? Yeah. So it's interesting that, you know, like time doesn't guarantee that you're going to grow in your patience. No, it right? doesn't. Life experiences does not guarantee that you're going to grow in your patience. And so I'm driving up 71 right now, and I'm 52, almost 53. And I've learned, I've changed. I used to, in my, in my youth, I would get in the high-speed lane and I'd go, you know, as quick as I could you know, looking out for cops and trying to get to my destination as as quickly as possible. And then as I've gotten older, I've gotten more disciplined to get in the right lane, especially in rush hour, and just let all the idiots go flying around like they're on a death wish in these high-speed lanes. And I look over occasionally, and sometimes I see guys my age or older, and I'm like, 
I mean, you, you haven't been around long enough to realize that you're putting your life and other people's lives in danger. Yeah. Like, like experience, ex- time and experiences has, has changed me in this regard. And yet there's people going back, using that as a metaphor and going back to leadership, Rick, there's, there's leaders that are still hot-headed and impatient. And it's like the, the consequences, my consequences in my youth of being impatient, having negative or adverse uh, experiences or causing other people pain by my impatience uh, influenced me to change and grow in my patients. Kids have certainly done that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, life is a great, you know, the, the experiences that you have had in your life, I'm, but for me, the experiences I have in my life is, have given me the opportunities to grow in my patients. Yeah. And so, and I, and I feel like everybody has those experiences. It's just whether or not they see the writing on the wall and are intentionally moving down that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you gotta, you got to want it. you got to want to grow and change and grow into being patient. It's not, I don't, I don't well, feel like if it's not, if you're not naturally that way, it's not going to come naturally. Sure. Well, and so then it's a learned skill, right? Like I, I don't know that anybody's born patient, right? As a matter of fact, it's probably the exact opposite, right? They're hungry. Yeah. They start screaming. They start screaming as an infant. You know, it's if they're uncomfortable, they start screaming. And then, you know, that's that's being brought into the world. And then depending on your environment and people that are parenting you or developing you, um, you have opportunities to grow in your patience. And yeah. so I, I was with I was with a young man yesterday, he's 21, 22, and um, he gets uh, he gets frustrated and angry at times. And I was talking to him, and I said, "Gosh, when I was your age, I had a really short fuse, and I would get really frustrated and angry, you know, trying to figure out why. Like, why? What is so frustrating? Like, you want to go home." Um, you, somebody scheduled your jobs and, um, you don't think they were considerate. Um, you feel inadequate. Like what, what thought is, what thought is behind impatience, right? So to think about that for, for some time to say, okay, I'm impatient when this happens, what am I thinking about? Like what's causing that impatience, and so if it's for a client, like you and I would say, hey, we need to fix this right now. Well, and you become impatient. Why? Well, because you value customer service, right? Um, because you gave, you gave your word and somebody else, their action might compromise your word, right? And so then you, you become impatient because um, of what you're thinking. And so it, it really is interesting to be self-aware. And then conversely, when you're working with clients, Rick, and they seem impatient, like what is the narrative they're telling themselves? What are they thinking about? What's driving that? Um, and it's, it's, it's hard enough to be aware of yourself, 
let alone being aware of those in your charge. So if, if you're working with your kids or I know you coach your kids soccer um, or you're working with your coworkers, what are some, some of the things that you do or try to increase their patience? I have found this idea of, of that we all have these mirror neurons. And so when someone walks into the room red hot, well, you're immediately, everyone else in the room, they start to mirror that. And so I think the, the first thing is to, to try to walk into a room and exude a level of patience um, and level-headedness so that other people can respond in, in like kind. Hmm. So you walk into a room and you feel it, you feel the energy or the, I don't know, it's volatility of the room. You feel that there's a lot of anxiousness going on in this room. Yeah. And so then, and so then what do you, what do you project? I think I heard you, but can you say that again? So trying to project more of a, uh, a demeanor of patience and um, level-headedness as opposed to anger. And hopefully those around you will, will mirror that. I mean, obviously you, you can't, um, that's not guaranteed, but at least that's a good start. It's interesting is I'm, I'm visualizing that. I'm, I guess if, if you're walking in and they believe that you care, Right. That, yeah. You know, just calm down. Let me hear you. Let me, let me make sure I hear you correctly. Make sure I'm assessing this situation. Like the building's not on fire. Mm-hmm. And so they know that you're listening and that you care. That that might create um, diffuse the situation a little bit. Help um, help them sh- display patience. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, if you, if you, I agree, if you're communicating um, that idea of someone that, yeah, um, I care about what you say and how you feel, and uh, not immediately combative, then yeah, I think that would definitely help. Mm-hmm. So, one of the areas that I still really struggle with patients is when I feel like I've clearly communicated my expectations, whether it's to my my wife or kids or coworkers. I feel like I've clearly articulated my expectations and th- they don't meet my expectations. And then when I confront them, they have amnesia. That is that is very frustrating for me, and I become very impatient around that. What is uh, what's what's something that you what's a what's a hot hot button for you for impatience? I would yeah. So maybe another way to say it um, for me, getting my boys to bed and saying, "Okay, boys, head upstairs." All right, all right, guys, go upstairs. Hey, it's time for bed. And it's just crickets, you know, like I'm, <laughs> like there's, like, 
there's no sound coming out of my mouth. And, right. And that's a very, um, that's a very, I would say, elementary example. But I think that that may be the root of a lot of my impatience is that just um, not being heard mm-hmm. is, um, makes me feel impatient and grows hot feelings inside of me. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Well, and what about uh, work-related? I would say similar in a sense of if I tell someone um, to do something and then it doesn't happen and then I need to follow up and say, hey, did you do this? And the answer is like, oh, no, you know, no, 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 I forgot or I'll take care of it. Uh, so that whole idea of, of communicating a task, idea, mm-hmm. something to um, a team member, employee, coworker, and then that not getting accomplished and feeling like th- that's really frustrating for me because then I feel like it's, it's still my responsibility. My goal was to delegate this task to you and you're showing that that's not happening so that's incredibly frustrating on, on all kinds of levels mm-hmm. yeah that's tough gosh well and that's the the leadership piece again you know if if you were the more the more people in your charge and again you get to choose right you as a leader get to choose are you going to choose to be a patient, kind, caring, compassionate leaders, that your leadership style, or are you going to be a, you know, high energy, um, you know, explosive or combative, you know, that leadership style works, mm-hmm. um, but you got to choose. Yes. And one of the, one of the embarrassing things for me, cause I was that leader and that's my tendency to be high energy, high volatility is that I would literally, I, I can, I still can do it. I can literally get myself worked up into a, a full lather, mm. like where I'm, I'm so emotional about a situation that I'm sweating. And so that's certainly not, it can't be healthy. Mm. And so I get to, I get to choose. <coughs> I get to choose. And the embarrassment for me, embarrassment of being impatient, you know, the, the negative ripple effects, the consequences, the carnage around me um, has influenced my, you know, I, I don't know how many people would actually perceive me to be patient, Rick. However, just trying to be self-aware, I think I'm much more patient than I used to be. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, you know, Again, if I choose to if I choose to lean into being patient, um, being present, being kind, then um, I, I can I can continue to grow as a 53 year old. And so that's that's a that's a that's a good reminder for me that I I'm still on I'm still in the game. I'm still on the journey. That yes. I, I agree with that. And a, and a good reminder for me and part of that definition of patience was this idea of enjoying the journey and not just the destination and mm-hmm. being patient and enjoying the journey and not just getting to where you're going to get there as fast and quickly as you can. 
and that's that's been really that's hard for me. I feel like I'm destination focused, and once I get there, I'm the next destination's on my mind, um, which is incredibly unhealthy and doesn't allow you to I I feel like fully engage and enjoy where you where you end up landing. So that's a big challenge for me um, is is being living in the present, understanding um, the beauty of now and, and trying to, uh, enjoy the ride. That's great. That's a good, that's a good place for us to stop today. Enjoy the journey. I agree 100%. Thank you for that reminder. You're welcome. Thank you, Jerry. All right, brother. I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay. Bye. Bye.